Hello, this is Coach Tim Campbell, and I'm your host for the Self Made as a Myth, Make a Difference Together show, where we are talking with successful business owners to hear their stories of building their business. And because we know that success in business is not something that we can achieve on our own, we're taking time to recognize the folks who have helped us along the way and, and helped us to excel. Today, I'm excited to have a fellow business owner from Indiana with us. My guest, uh, check this out, once caught a five and a half foot black tip shark while fishing in Florida. In his downtime, he enjoys cycling with friends, and he's most proud of building a business that serves the community. It's my pleasure to welcome Ken to the show today. Hello, Ken. Hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Well, hey, let's start with having you um, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit of your personal story, like where you were born and live and about your family and hobbies. All right. Well, I uh, was born in Columbus, Ohio, actually, but only lived there for a pretty short time. I grew up in Lima, Ohio, a small town in northwestern Ohio. Um, graduated high school there and then went to Indiana University and uh, went into physical therapy at IU. Uh, finished up my uh, PT degree in Indianapolis, which is where the physical therapy school is. And then I've essentially been in Indianapolis uh, ever since. I had a real short stint down in Columbus, Indiana, uh, when I worked for a uh, regional PT provider and I was looking to do some different things after my uh, first job in a hospital. And um, But after uh, that short stint in Columbus, I have been in Indianapolis and on the south side of Indianapolis for almost my whole career. Wonderful. So yeah, and I uh, have a uh, have four kids and uh, we've lived on the south side uh, their whole lives. So uh, they've gone to high school on the south side here. Uh, I enjoy cycling as kind of just for exercise. It's a relatively new pursuit in the last number of years. Just uh, it helped me stay active and was a good source of socializing with friends. Yeah. Uh, in the past, I've done, as you mentioned, fishing. It's not something I've done uh, uh, to real high levels, but every once in a while you get lucky and you catch a big <laughs> shark. So, uh, that was pretty fun and uh, golf and things like that. But uh, for the most part, it's a, you know, do a, a lot of working, a lot of time with kids and family and, you know, enjoy myself that way. Wonderful. So how long does it did it take to bring in that shark? You know, that's a good question. Um, you kind of lose track of time a little bit. You know, you're used <laughs> to catching bass and bluegill, which uh, you don't really time uh, how long it takes to bring them in. Uh, so it was it was a uh, a relatively long period of time, though. I was uh -huh. pretty tired by the time we got in. <laughs> Is there a funny story that your family likes to tell about you that you'd be willing to share with us today, Ken? Well, so <laughs> anyone who has, uh, I, I was kind of talking to my family a little bit about different things that maybe they uh, would like to uh, make fun of me about. And uh, <laughs> it seemed like across the board, everyone enjoyed this story. It's not really my favorite, but uh, whatever. Well, that um, means it's going to be perfect. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So anyone that has kids knows that, you know, kids will do different things and it's like, okay, you know. I want to do this. So my oldest son, this wasn't actually that long ago, which makes it even more embarrassing, but uh, <laughs> he was out front trying to do a wheelie. And it's like, okay, I mean, I used to do wheelies when I was little, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. how hard can that be? So, you know, you're kind of talking to him. It's like, okay, you really got to, you got to sell out. You know, you can't just kind of do these little pop-ups with the wheel. You got to really pull up and you got to go. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm, I'm, 
showing him how to do this. And it's like, okay. So I, I pull up and I get the wheel up and, you know, kind of forget the fact that if the wheel turns when it's off the ground and you come down on the turned wheel, it's not rolling forward anymore. (laughs) It was an immediate, like I hit the ground as fast as you can imagine. And, you know, everybody is just like big eyed and just, are you okay? Are you okay? Now I'm not sure if they, if they seemed real concerned before or after they were laughing. <laughs> so I'm not sure really the order of things there, but for me, it reminded me that uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not 12 anymore. Right. And, uh, maybe I don't need to be doing wheelies. <laughs> and, and you taught your son what not to do. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's as important <laughs> as anything, right? This is what you don't do. Uh, and uh, maybe you can figure it out on your own better. Than you. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Ken, tell us, how did the, the business come about? And at what point did you have the confidence that you could run your own business? Well, it's, it's kind of interesting. So when I, I had mentioned I was in Columbus for a period of time, I left the hospital that I was working in. And uh, I was looking to do something more. I was a staff therapist in the hospital and basically you're just seeing patients and that's kind of all your, your role is. Um, I want to do a little bit more. I want to do more kind of on the administrative side and just kind of see what that part of the business was like. Yeah. And it just wasn't an option in the hospital. So I uh, contacted another company, went to this regional provider who gave me the opportunity to um, start looking at running my own clinic. And through the process of kind of going through some of the training that they did and some of the um, process of um, finding space and kind of getting into how to go about a lease and all of these things, uh, it became pretty apparent that, you know, the most important thing with any business is having customers. Mm. And I kind of had a customer base that I felt like I could kind of do it on my own and not have to run it through somebody else. Right. So um, I wasn't at a point where I felt like, oh, I just want to go do this by myself. And kind of to the the point of this podcast, uh, there was actually a former professor of mine who had always been in contact with just over the years. This was probably eight or nine years after graduation. So just over time, we had kind of gotten together for breakfast or lunch and just kind of been in touch. It wasn't like we were seeing each other all the time, but, you know, it was enough. And he actually had started his own business uh, with another business partner up on the other side of the city. And so I kind of contacted him and just said, hey, you know, might be an opportunity here on the south side. I've got lots of contacts. This might be something that uh, maybe uh, you would be interested in or we could look in together. And uh, he was interested and he was like, hey, you know, let's talk a little bit more about it. And so, you know, that was probably the first interaction where it was like uh, somebody else who had some experience and had some knowledge about how to go about this process kind of helped to to formulate that thought in my mind. And it was one of those things that we were able to then put together and kind of move forward. So some of the, some of the nitty gritty, he and his other business partner had already done. And so some of that we didn't have to do, which was an advantage for us for sure. And then we were able to um, kind of push that along and then open up this Southside location, um, you know, within probably a year after talking, can't remember exactly when we started talking, but it was it was probably within a year or so we had formed a business entity and then uh, decided to open this Southside location. 
Fantastic. So tell us a little bit more about the company. What's what's the name? What do you guys do? How do you help people? Well, we're Indiana Physical Therapy now. We've uh, kind of changed that original company, which started back in 2006. Um, you know, as with any business partner, you kind of have different visions as to how you want things to go. And so sure. a few years ago, we had decided that maybe our visions were a little bit uh, diverging. So I decided to go in a different direction. So I uh, merged with Indiana Physical Therapy at that time. Uh, that was in 2019. Um, and uh, we are, and we've kind of been the same type of entity all along. Nothing really changed when the business name changed. Yeah. Literally, we didn't change space. We didn't change staff. We just changed ownership structure. Yeah. Um, so uh, we are a physical therapy provider. We provide outpatient physical therapy services, which if you're not familiar with uh, physical therapy, outpatient orthopedic physical therapy is essentially what most people that live at home and are independent, kind of that middle age, especially if you need physical therapy for back pain or shoulder pain or knee pain, that's where you go. Okay. So it's that kind of entity. Uh, we see a lot of different things, but for the most part, it's outpatient orthopedics, uh, musculoskeletal problems. So post-surgical um, injuries, mm. uh, chronic, you know, back and neck pain, you know, you sit at a desk or a computer all day. And of sure. course you've got some aches and pains just because our bodies really aren't meant to do that for eight <laughs> to 10 hours a day. Yeah. Um, so uh, those are the kinds of things we treat. And then we do see some other things. I see some uh, vestibular rehab, which is uh, dizziness um, that can be caused from a number of different neurologic uh, situations, but I'll treat that. That's a little bit of a specialty. Mm -hmm. And then uh, temporomandibular dysfunction, which is jaw pain, okay. uh, which is, again, another little bit. I mean, it's still very much outpatient orthopedic oriented, but a uh, little bit of a specialty that we see that uh, not everyone sees. So it's how we've tried to diversify a little bit into a couple different areas uh, than just the straight up outpatient orthopedics, post-surgical stuff. Wonderful. So can share a story where someone pushed you or inspired you that you could do it, even though maybe you didn't think you could and the impact that that person had on you. Yeah. I mean, it kind of comes back to that uh, story I just told. It was one of those things that I just, you know, I didn't know a lot of the ins and outs of how to go about the whole process. And that uh, former mentor of mine that had kind of already gone through that process uh, was instrumental in helping to kind of push that along and uh, kind of give me some direction, um, do a lot of the pieces that maybe we didn't know how to do and um, and really just kind of push things in that direction and just give us a little bit of guidance as well as um some real nuts and bolts to that process so that we weren't trying to just figure it all out on our own. That is one of those things that, you know, when we had talked originally and uh, just kind of about the the idea of this podcast and kind of what your your whole message is, it really spoke to me just because I don't know. I mean, I, I know there are people that do it completely on their own. That's not really my personality. I wouldn't be one that's just going to go out and and start just creating businesses and creating opportunities like that. Um, much more uh, comfortable with kind of getting to know people, seeing kind of how they do things. And then if they have advice and help that they can provide that's uh, that really is what I like to do is work with people yeah. on those kinds of projects. So, and what's that uh, mentor's name? Uh, his name is Brian Pease. All right. And Fantastic. he uh, he is still a business owner on the north side. He's got uh, a few clinics on the north side. 
um, that are still providing great care. He was a wonderful uh, professor of mine in PT school. And then, like I said, just kind of helped in a lot of ways to uh, kind of get me going in this direction. Fantastic. Ken, you've probably uh, experienced a lot over the years. What's your biggest learning as a business owner? Um, biggest learning. That's interesting. Um, as a business owner, so the the tricky part for us as as uh, physical therapists and providers um, and business owners as well is the fact that you're trying to do all of those things. So I kind of feel <laughs> like you're you're doing sales when you're out trying to market. You're obviously providing the care, so you're kind of generating the revenue, and then you're also trying to kind of figure out the business side of things. So you know the biggest learning is how to. Um, you know, manage all of those things and then find those other people that can kind of help with that process. And that, that's been challenging. I mean, there's no question about that. You know, time is time is the uh, limiting factor with with everything and uh, finding the time to do that. You have to provide the patient care or you don't have revenue. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so that's the most <laughs> important thing. And then if you don't do the marketing, you don't have the people coming in, so you don't you can't generate the revenue. Yes. And so being able to kind of balance all of that on top of the the business side of it, just the um, you know, the administration of the business, those are those are all very challenging pieces and trying to juggle all of that is easily the the biggest thing we've had to I've had to learn along the way. We we call that the teeter totter effect. It's the get the work, do the work, get the work, do the work, right? And and yeah. Oftentimes what we can, the mistake we can make is that we, you know, we spend the time getting the work and then, then we shift and, and execute the work and then we have to stop getting the work. So then it's like, oh, oops, now, yeah. now I don't have any clients or customers. I got to go back. So yeah, it's this, it's, it's this back and forth. So I appreciate you sharing that because it, it's definitely, you know, a learning curve and, and something that we all have to to, to get through to the point where, oh yeah, there's also a business that has to be run in the background. Right. And, and when am I going to have time to do that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, those are the biggest challenges by far. So Ken, we know that business success doesn't happen in isolation. You've already alluded to that. So tell us about your biggest challenge during the years and maybe a fellow business owner that came alongside you and helped you through that challenge. Um, the challenges that we, um, have gone over the years are certainly, I mean, growth is always a challenge yeah. and being able to find those, uh, people that can kind of help with that growth with this, um, newest venture that we're involved with now, Indiana physical therapy. That was one of the things that, uh, they certainly wanted to do. Indiana physical therapy is kind of folk or, um, uh, centered up in the Fort Wayne area. Okay. Uh, there are 18 clinics up in the Fort Wayne and Northern Indiana area, and they wanted to grow into the Indianapolis area. And when we were at that point where it was like, okay, what do we want to do? Um, growth was one of the things that you, you kind of have to do if you want to continue to, you know, have viability as a business. So um, being able to talk to them, see kind of what they have done up North and then to partner with them uh, down here has allowed us a lot more flexibility and opportunity to then grow. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was a real challenge, I mean, it's no secret to anyone who's been in business and I mean, even just in society the last few years, the pandemic was very, very challenging. Um, and for us, it was challenging 
it, I guess every business was like this, but we're talking about a, a, a business that relies on very close interaction with people. Mm, like mm. I'm two feet from people or I'm touching people all day long. Yeah. And, you know, you're talking about a situation that people were very nervous about, didn't know what to do, um, didn't feel like they could be around people. Mm. And that really affected a lot of what we had going on. So, um, you know, my current business partners with Indiana Physical Therapy were um, just instrumental at that time to kind of help through that process. A bigger corporation, a bigger company could help weather that financial storm that was coming. Um, and then obviously some of the administrative pieces that were in place with a bigger company helped to kind of figure out how are we going to um, do the financial piece? How are we going to uh, manage all of the different things that came with right. the um, just the pandemic in general and some of the staffing needs that we had or didn't need at that point, because, you know, when two thirds of your business goes away yes. kind of in the course of a couple of weeks, you yes. don't need quite <laughs> as much staff as you had before. So yes. Yes. Know, it, uh, it really was a challenging time and they were instrumental in kind of helping that process and really making things a lot uh, more uh, palatable throughout that, that time. Definitely hard to do what you do from six feet away, right? Yeah, I mean, six feet or, you know, over the phone or, you know, I mean, there were people that tried to do telehealth and all kinds of different things, which um, we did a little bit of. I didn't. We had other therapists that tried to do some of that. And and there were all kinds of podcasts that you'd listen to where they were talking about, hey, this is how you can do this. And, mm -hmm. you know, it was creative. Everybody was trying to figure out a way. But, um, you know, when it comes down to it, it what I do just it really requires close proximity. Right. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that uh, you guys were able to navigate through it and that we have uh, the opportunity to chat today. So, yeah. Ken, if I, I'm going to put you on the spot here. If I was to ask you to pick three people in your business owner journey that um, you're most grateful for them being there uh, to help with your business growth, who are those three people and how they help you? Well, the business, the number one, the business growth is kind of already talked about. Brian was instrumental with that. I mean, he he is kind of who started that whole process and uh, really got us going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So that was very helpful. Um, my current partners are other ones, uh, as I mentioned, you know, through the pandemic. Like I mentioned, we kind of made this transition in 2019. Yeah. This was literally like eight months before the pandemic hit. So we were still a little bit in a learning curve, kind of learning each other and trying to figure sure. out kind of everyone's place. And so for them to kind of take take me on at that point and, uh, you know, be, be willing to um, kind of work with me on all of those things. I'm very fortunate that they've been such good partners and have helped with that. So uh, they kind of as a collective group, um, there are four other partners there. So there's five of us in this entity. So um, and then, I mean, I would be remiss to not mention my wife. You know, I mean, it's one of those things. It's not a direct business, you know, interaction. But uh, one of the themes that I've always kind of felt like I've done different talks with groups on kind of entrepreneurship and and things that you need to make sure are in place and a support network is first and foremost. And that support network can be professional. Obviously, I think that's important. You need to have people that you can go to when you've got professional questions and and 
you know, what do you do with, with this situation or with this kind of HR stuff or, or how does that work? But a family support network is yes, equally, if not more important. You need somebody that is going to be supportive when you are not able to be around or when you're, you know, kind of stressed or occupied with other things on your mind, <laughs> and someone that understands and is willing to kind of work with you on that. So my wife has been, you know, as big a help with all of this as anyone. So Fantastic. those are probably who I would say is my my biggest three when it comes to kind of help with the business uh, transition and ownership and all of that. Wonderful. And what's your wife's name? Uh, Anne. Anne, and how long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been married for uh, going on 26 years. It'll be 26 years in August. Awesome. So we celebrated our silver anniversary. So. Uh, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So, Ken, as you think about the next three to five years, what are the biggest challenges that you see that you're going to face in reaching your goals? And who are the types of people you're going to need to help you solve those? Yeah, well, one thing that I did not anticipate that we're really kind of struggling with right now is staffing. Mm. And I know staffing is one of those things that everyone, every business talks about right now. But I just felt like healthcare was insulated from that. You know, there's there are new school, new physical therapy schools popping up all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, lots of new grads. Uh, I honestly felt like it might be the opposite problem that there were going to be too many therapists okay. and it was going to kind of drive down the demand, which, you know, doesn't necessarily have a great uh, impact on the profession. Um, but we have really struggled finding therapists in the last uh, in the last year or so. It's it's been a struggle, and we talked to other businesses, other uh, clinic owners, um, and they are kind of finding the same thing. So that's what I would say right now, and maybe that's just because it's in my face right now. Sure, yeah. See, that is my biggest challenge: is uh, staffing and making sure that you're kind of balancing the right number, and you know that's with any business trying to balance the right number of employees to the amount of business you have. You never want to be overstaffed to where you just feel like you're paying out way more than you should for right. the business you can, or the revenue you can generate. But you don't really want to be understaffed, especially in a service industry right, because yes. you're not able to provide the service that you, you want to. Yes. So there's this kind of, there's always a dynamic with that, but right now uh, that's our biggest challenge. Um, another huge challenge, and this just comes with, um, you know, a little bit the political environment with healthcare, but healthcare is really in the forefront of like, what are we going to do moving forward as a country? And so that's a real challenge for us too, is, um, you know, how do we manage that? Uh, as with any business, and you see this with, you know, not just healthcare, but really what business owners want to know is like, what are the rules? Yes. And then you tell me the rules and I'll figure out what I need to do. Yes. But when the rules are like vague and no one really knows what they're going to be in a few years. And that's healthcare. And, you know, not, it's not a right issue, a left issue. I mean, it's just, no one knows what the rules are. Right. And so it's very difficult to figure out what we're going to do moving forward. And, I mean, that's that's a challenge on every level when it comes to staffing, when it comes to uh, how we're going to be able to provide the services we provide. Um, do we need to continue kind of down this path or is that path going to dry up because they they're going to change the way um, physical therapy therapy can provide those services and we're going to need to find another avenue. So if 
if we just could get to a point where we kind of know what the rules are and what the the situation is going to be, then you you know the creativity and the the um, uh, coming together and coming up with those solutions can happen. It's just very difficult to do that when you don't even know what the rules are going to yeah, be. Fair enough, right? <laughs> so that's probably you know so I would have said far and away that was my number one issue before the staffing issue. So those two kind of uh, in combination. And then the other really challenging one for healthcare is um, hospital systems really try to monopolize the healthcare in any geographic area. Mm. So they will do a lot. They've been very aggressive purchasing um, family practice offices. So you have, you know, family practice has been in practice for 25 years and they're doing fine, but they're getting older. And it's like, you know what, I don't really want to run a business anymore. Right. And so they sell that practice to the hospital and then the hospital kind of directs how that care should go. They will say, okay, now you need to refer all of your physical therapy patients to us mm. instead of the private practice person you've been referring to. So they're under pressure to kind of keep things integrated within the hospital system now. And all of those relationships that we've built over the years with these private practices are a lot harder to, you know, generate or, you know, uh, get those patients anymore. So that's been, that's been a challenge. And we've seen that in multiple parts of the city down on the South side. We see that when we, uh, I've done some marketing and try to get into some position offices on the west side uh, and on, on the southwest side. Those are some places that we've really tried to push and we kind of get that same pushback. That, well, you know, the hospital kind of right. makes it known that I need to keep things kind of vertically integrated. So yes. uh, that's been that's been a real uh, big challenge, just kind of being able to get out and talk to physicians. You can almost always talk to them. But the message sometimes is the same. It's like, yeah, I'd love to refer out to you, but this is kind of the the way our system is set up. And right. that makes it really challenging. Wow, that's too bad. Yeah. Huh. Well, so um, how, what do you, with all of that, what do you think in terms of who are the types of people or what are the resources that you're you're going to need to, you know, to to tackle these challenges over the next few years? Yeah, one of the things that has happened with physical therapy in the last few years, um, actually quite, it was almost 10 years ago now, I guess, um, where we are allowed to see patients. This is relatively new in Indiana. It's been around the country in lots of different places for a long time, but it's called direct access. And direct access to physical therapy means you don't have to go through your physician to go to physical therapy. Ah. So that does give us a little bit of a kind of a... um, a workaround to where you don't have to go talk to the doctors and convince them to send you patients and you go and you talk directly to consumers. So drug companies have been doing this for a long time now, but direct to consumer marketing, you know, they didn't used to do that back when I was a kid, you didn't see a bunch of ads on TV for, you know, uh, diabetes drugs or uh, anxiety medication. They would spend all of their resources talking to doctors. Yeah. What they started to realize is if you market directly to the consumer, that can go a long way. So now that we are able to um, see people without a physician referral, we can go directly to consumers to do some of that marketing. And that's been pretty effective. Uh, That's where those local connections, to me, that's another one of those areas that I really try to to hit on and talk to um, 
you know, students about is make those local connections, mm -hmm. whether that be with your church, uh, which has been instrumental for, for me and the number of people that we see from our church community, the school community, where your kids go to school, um, or even if you don't have kids, the school community that you live in, that you can connect with and just be a part of the school system. Uh, those kinds of uh, opportunities are still there. And that is a great way to continue to generate that interest and knowledge about what you do as a physical therapist or as any business and um, try to generate the, the uh, business that way. So that's really the, the best way that I have found uh, to kind of work around some of the physician challenges that we've had with some of these hospital systems is you just get, get to know people. Yeah. And, you know, you can always uh, get involved in the Chamber of Commerce and, and places like that, get involved with other business owners, uh, talking about ways that you can kind of help each other out. And mm -hmm. those, it's amazing to me, the more you talk to people, the more you realize those connections are there. You know, it's, they'll say, oh my gosh, I know somebody that does this. And, you know, that may yeah. be somebody you should talk to. And it's like, oh, wow, I never even thought about that. Uh -huh. And then, you know, you kind of go that route. And then you have somebody that you run into maybe, you know, I spend 45 minutes or an hour working with every person I'm I'm working with. It's a lot of talking time. Yes. <laughs> if I'm talking to them and they're talking about a problem they have. And it's somebody, there's a business owner that I know that provides some service that maybe they could benefit from. I can pass that name along. And, yes. and so there's a little bit of a symbiotic uh, relationship there that can be really helpful if you can kind of just develop those relationships. I love that because everybody knows somebody, right? So right. The idea of, you know, do you know anybody that you know, yeah. is experiencing this pain or this uncomfortableness or, 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 and uh, yeah, to your point, right, you're building pretty, pretty solid relationships with the folks that you're working with, because it's undivided attention for, <laughs> like you said, 45 minutes. So yeah, right. Yeah, no, I that, love that. That does provide a lot of opportunity for that. The other thing I really like about what you're saying is the idea of pivoting. So hey, if the if the direct to doctor route is not working because of the the hospital systems, then you know how else might we you know get to our ideal um, uh, clients and and you know go direct and leverage look at what's happening in the marketplace and say hey how might we apply that to our practice and um, so that's awesome uh, Ken in terms of hey it it that that's the kind of innovative thinking that we need as business owners right? and, and you mentioned COVID. Right. And all the different things people tried during during the pandemic of, you know, the the telehealth and all that kind of stuff. It's like, well, that's what's needed to be a successful business owners is having that tenacity to to keep, you know, exploring new ways to 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 get the business and build the business and and sustain the business. So thank you for sharing that. That's awesome. Sure, sure. Last question here. Um, Jim Rohn said that we become the average of the five people that we spend the most time with. So, Ken, as you think about that quote, what advice would you have for folks, uh, for business owners in particular, who are trying to do it on their own and, and think that they shouldn't ask for help? Yeah, I kind of, as I mentioned a couple of times with a couple of those areas, I mean, the the things that I really try to keep in mind and focus on. And when I'm talking to physical therapy students that are coming through that we're working with, or I've done some presentations in high schools and talked about different things. I mean, number one is creating those local connections mm -hmm. and being able to um, 
connect with the community in a way that not only just for the, you know, it seems almost self-serving. It's like, okay, I'm out there because I'm a business owner, but there's a lot that you can provide them and that they can provide you. So it really does become kind of give and take and uh, creating those local connections is, is really, really important. Um, relationships in general along those same lines. I mean, you, you, my story, when you look at kind of Brian and I met him in 1995 as a student, you know, he was my professor. Yeah. And then we just kept in touch, kept in touch. So it was a relationship that we had. I never had uh, ideas that I was going to start my own business or, you know, be a business or a clinic owner or anything like that. But after having that relationship with him, seeing what he has done, and then being able to kind of build on that, and then him being able to provide that opportunity for me, that was a relationship that just really turned into something great like that. Um, the other thing, well, and the support network is another big piece of that, making sure you have family and friends and other business owners yes. that can uh, kind of provide um, support at during downtimes, especially, but then also celebrate your successes. You yes, know, that's important, that's, too. Yes. It can um, get lonely at the top, can it? So. And, well, <laughs> I'll let you know if I ever get there. <laughs> um but uh, the other thing is creating goal, like your business goals, the reason you do it mm. have to be in line with who you are as a person. Mm. And I think sometimes people get um, get a little bit out of touch with that and they start kind of getting off the rails. And if you can kind of keep yourself centered, why is it I want to do this? Do I want to do this because I want the autonomy to be able to like do what I want to do? Do I want to make more money because that's a great opportunity? Do I just want to uh, be able to provide this service to people uh, in a way that I feel is the best way to provide that service? Yeah. And then your business kind of follow that path and not get too far, you know, not let other people convince you, well, you should be doing it for this reason, or you should be doing it for this reason. It's like, yeah, but this is why I'm doing it. Yes. And you want to stay uh, connected with that, with that path that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, the the I, we we just joked about that it can be lonely at the top, and so the what I mean by that is when we were employees, right? We had somebody, we had a manager that we could go to and ask for input and advice. Oh, right, right. When we're a business <laughs> owner, right? It's like, ooh, who do I talk to? So, um, right. your point of right, we need to have a social network, and we need to have others that we can be able to reach out to and say, hey, I'm I'm kind of struggling with this with this idea or this thing that's happening in my business. And, and I just need, you know, I need somebody to lament with, or I need somebody to tell me it's going to be okay. And, and I agree with you, uh, you know, having a, having a strong family support system is key because the, the business owner journey can be a little bit of a roller coaster from time to time. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things that I had in that same presentation is uh, be prepared for the ups and downs. You know, mm. I mean, there's going to be lots of lots of ups and lots of downs and you can't you can't get too high or too low, no matter what the situation is at the time. You know, you got to stay pretty even keel and and just kind of keep your eye on what needs to be done. I love that. Yes. Because yeah, the the it's unexpected, right? Nobody would have predicted COVID, right? And right, yeah, and, exactly. And we all had to figure out how to survive through it. So, um, congratulations to everyone who's listening who did, you know, right. figure out how to get through it. So, 
Hey, Ken, it sounds like you've been blessed with some pretty incredible people in your your business owner journey. If they were all on the show here today, what would you want to say to them? Well, I mean, I would say thank you very much. You know, it's been it's been a pleasure to work with all of them. And, uh, you know, at different times, it's been uh, it's been a lot of growth and uh, it's kind of helped me to kind of form me who I am today. So, I mean, you can't ever see that as a bad thing. So, uh, you know, I've, I've been really fortunate to work with a lot of great uh, fellow business owners, a lot of great physicians. I've had some uh, unbelievable physician contacts over the years um, that have been instrumental in building our business and helping to uh, support us. Uh, their vision is very similar to our vision and that's the best, you know, when the patients see that and can feel that they feel very um, lucky to be kind of working with the group instead of just bunches of individuals. So that's been wonderful. So, uh, you know, just lots of great relationships I've been able to form over the years. And I've uh, been very fortunate and blessed to kind of go through all that process. And so I would just say thank you to each of them for everything that they've been able to provide me. And hopefully I've been able to provide some things for them too. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, Ken, it has been a pleasure speaking with you today. Thanks so much for being on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's been great. And uh, it's been great talking to you and talking about some of the things that uh, I feel pretty strongly about when it comes to working with other people. And as you say, uh, you know, making things better together. I mean, that's really the, the key for everything. So I appreciate that. To everyone who tuned in, thanks for listening to the Self Made is a Myth show with your host, Coach Tim Campbell. Be sure to help spread the movement by liking the show and posting about it on your social media. And to join us, go to BeMadTogether.com. All right, folks, that's a wrap. Make sure to pay it forward and I'll see you all next time. Take care.